to College Students Talking. I am your host, Austin Murray, and today joining us on the podcast, we have... Alyssa Pettit. Alyssa, what is your major? I'm an accounting major with a mathematics minor. Nice. And you've been on the podcast before, but never with me as the host, so how many times have you been on here? Just one other time? I really think I've done it twice. I did it earlier this year talking about uh, moving on campus and what kind of stuff you need to have and what you don't need to have and then I also did it last spring to talk about student research both super fun so yeah it sounds like fun and sounds like you Um, so how is your research going I know you have a few different research projects you're working on right now are they going well they are going well I am super excited so I've got my health literacy research that I've been doing I will be presenting at a conference in February, which is going to be great. So right now I'm working on, like, organizing my data and getting all the, like, regression analysis completed. So I actually have something to present at the conference Uh in February. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then I started on some accounting research also that I'm in, like, teeny tiny baby stages of data collection. But we're getting there. It's fun. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew you had the accounting um, research going on, but I haven't heard anything about that. Obviously, we're going to the conference in February together, so we're both kind of in the same boat trying to get all of our stuff ready. And I have my final survey, I think, going out to students. Still haven't talked to Dr. Two about that. Need to figure out how we're getting our data collected there. But we have that outgoing survey, and so i got to wait on all that data collection. And then after that, then I can start doing all the fun you know, research parameters on that. Yeah, putting together some good presentation material. Lots of fun. Nice. It'll be great. So, it's finals week. Dead day is two days from now, and finals start in three days. It is... It has been a blast this past week or two. It's just been so much fun. How much fun have you been having getting ready for finals, Alyssa? Like 2% fun, 98% stress. <laughs> wow, you just completely killed. I was obviously being sarcastic, and you just killed the sarcasm. That was wow. the goal. That was the intent. So um, how many assignments do you... I personally did three huge assignments this weekend and turned them all in. I did a presentation this morning. I have another huge assignment I'm in the middle of working on. How much stuff do you have that's like been due over the past few days, like into the semester assignments and then finals to get ready for, stuff like that? So I like really worked over Thanksgiving break. I had several papers that I had to write and I got most of it done early last week. So we've had some bigger assignments due like this week in the beginning and like next week just like the end of the semester assignments Mm -hmm. but I've been done since early last week and now it's just like studying for my last exams and then final exams like back to back which is so much fun obviously so I'm a bit of a procrastinator and I'm just gonna be honest over Thanksgiving break I took I had a whole list of all the assignments I had due before the end of the semester and I looked at it and I said okay if I do one of these a day I'll have almost everything done by the time I go back to school and then I won't have to be super stressed and then um what happened you see was I didn't do one assignment a day like I said I was going to do. It happens. And then I ended up getting behind, and then I've been playing catch-up the past week and a half. So how important do you think it is to be prepared in order to get all your stuff done on time and have that extra time to study? I think it's really important to be prepared and, like, not push everything off to last minute. But I don't think that it's, like, the end of the world when you do, like, wait till last minute to do stuff. 
unless you don't work well under pressure, in which case don't do that. But, like, if you're one of those people that's, like, it's last minute and I've got to write a paper and you know that you have the ability to do it, it's okay. Like, you'll make it. You'll get it done, probably. But I definitely think when you're more prepared and you don't push everything off until the very end, right before the due date, your work is going to come out a lot better than it would if you wait till the last day for most of us. No, yeah, I absolutely agree. I do procrastinate and I wait till like I feel like, oh, I have to get this done right now. For instance, I have a paper due, I think it's due tomorrow, maybe? And I did it yesterday, and it's supposed to be a seven to ten page paper. And I wrote the whole pa- the whole seven page paper that I wrote. I did it maybe in two hours of work. It took three hours to do it because I took like a one hour break in the middle. But I wrote the whole thing in two hours. It was the final case analysis for management. I just kind of read the case and then kind of just. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So that paper took me a good while I actually had to spread that one out over a few days because every time I started looking at it I was like no <laughs> this is not a good time but I finished that one and got it submitted like early last week I think it's due uh I don't know, Sunday sometime in the near future uh, it's, I thought it was earlier I'm pretty sure it's this week it's either it's Tuesday or Thursday I'm pretty sure oh but, I um, literally no idea but yeah no I agree I I do that kind of stuff all the time. I'll put stuff off. And then the reason I was able to do the whole thing in two hours is because I sat down and I went, this is due in two days. And I have 17 other assignments due in the next week. I won't have time to do this again. My one chance to get this assignment done is to do it right now. So I sat down and just did it nonstop. And that's honestly one of the few ways that I can stare at a problem long enough to like solve it if it's a, if it's something like that. Because I like to do things, I don't know, I feel like I have to be motivated, and I'm just such a procrastinator that until I have that, like, oh, it's coming up, the deadline's right there, I'm not going to get this done in time, until I get that feeling, I'm not going to get stuff done. And so that's why a lot of my studying, a lot of my planning and organizing and getting stuff done happens pretty last minute. Obviously, that's not the best way to do things, and that's why I asked you on the podcast today, because we're going to be talking about study skills. And I don't have the best study skills. I study a little bit. I usually kind of wing things. I'll glance over my notes or I'll look over something last minute the day before or maybe an hour before an exam. But obviously I know you do a lot better than me at studying and stuff like that. So what are kind of some of the things that you do to study that help you a lot? Well, um, yeah, I do a lot of studying because I like to be prepared for my classes and everything. Like I said, I personally don't have a big problem procrastinating, so I do have a little bit of a hard time relating on that. Totally understand it. Like, I get the concept 100%, but I also recognize, and you'll hear this a lot, like, I know this has been repeated a hundred times, but, like, when you do, like, that last-minute cramming, that's great for short-term, and you may do well on an exam, but when you come out into the next semester, you're not going to remember nearly as much about what you're supposed to learn from that class, which you may be like, okay, and, but like, for instance, if you took intro to financial accounting and you crammed every single time, and then you go to managerial accounting and you're like, hmm, I don't, I don't know what's happening here. That's because you probably should have studied a little earlier, but that's okay. That's okay. Not the end of the world. Not calling anybody out. Not anybody. <laughs> yeah, nobody at all. You're not calling anybody. I'm not. <laughs> nobody in on this podcast right now is in front intro to financial and is going to be taking managerial next semester and doesn't study for that class at all and brute forces all the assignments. Nobody on this podcast does I, that, Alyssa. I was speaking from personal experience. I took financial. Now I'm in managerial, and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, good mm-hmm. thing I didn't cram. Mm-hmm. 
I believe you. I absolutely believe that that was not a targeted assault that just happened. Yeah, so anyways, I don't recommend cramming unless you absolutely have to. I'm personally in a boat right now where I've got um, an exam for my managerial accounting class on, like, I can take it between Tuesday and Thursday, and then a statistics exam on Thursday. So it's like, hmm, how am I going to balance that? Well, I recommend, like, I don't remember what the technique is called, but it's, like, spacing out your studying. So if you've been working on accounting for four hours straight, yeah, you're probably not retaining anything anymore at that point. So take a good break and do something. I like to do, like, tedious things, like... I, I don't know, I like puzzles and stuff like that, like puzzle games, that'll be like a different way for me to stop thinking about accounting, but maybe taking like a five, ten minute break and then working on statistics instead, which doesn't sound like fun, but at least it's not accounting back to back to back, uh-huh. so I think that really helps, not focusing on one thing all day, don't be like, I'm going to study for accounting on Saturday and then statistics on Sunday, break it up, do both both days, so that's one thing. And then... Yeah, when I study for, like, I don't really study a lot, but, like, when I work on assignments and stuff for a long period of time, like, I did six hours of statistics on Saturday, and that was just awful. By the end of it, I was completely burnt out. I didn't want to look at another number another day in my life. I was just so over it. So I think it definitely makes sense that, like, taking one type of assignment so so statistics doing that for three hours four hours whatever your maximum is and then taking a nice break whatever you need go get some food take maybe watch an episode of a tv show real quick if it's not too long if it's like one of the 30 minute tv shows something like that just take a break relax for a little bit reset your brain and then don't jump right back into the same thing that was frustrating you but find something new that you still need to work on so if you just did stats switch over and do accounting switch over and do whatever your other stuff is obviously we're using classes that we have because those are our personal examples but whatever the classes you are they might be marketing they might be mathematics they might be philosophy or history or health system health systems whatever it is just make sure that you're not burning yourself out doing the same thing over and over again when you're completely tired of doing it yeah and no one knows your limits like you do if you have been reading that same paragraph six times and you still don't know what it says time to take a break (laughs) but uh yeah so that's one way and then i have a few other methods that are helpful for me this year quizlets have been helpful usually i'm more of like a handwriting stuff helps Mm -hmm. me remember things but for um I like remembering formulas, and if I don't have time to go and just write everything out, I'll make flashcards that'll be like my chapter 13 formulas, and then I have like 60 cards, but going through those and like knowing them has really helped, but another thing that has been the best for me this year is our building has study rooms with whiteboards, and the library has study rooms with whiteboards. There's plenty of spaces with whiteboards. Taking up that whole whiteboard just to write out, like, everything you need to know for a test and, like, filling that whiteboard up has been so great. Not to mention, like, when you get it all done and you're like, man, look at all this stuff that I just put out. Like, I can see the whole board with everything for this test and, like, yeah, like, I can do it. I got this because I can see everything right there and, I don't know, like, physically writing it out for me is more beneficial than typing it, but that's just me. Everyone, Everyone's different. <laughs> Yeah, no, I saw, you actually sent me a picture of your board the other day when you were studying for managerial, and it was just, like, these perfect little squares of, like, the different sections of the book and, like, all the different little, like, lines of, like, this is important because of this. If this happens, you do this. If this, then this. If this, then this. 
and I can see how, like, for me, in the past, I've written things out, so, like, I'll be reading something on my computer screen, and if I'm struggling to, like, remember that, I'll write it, like, three or four times in a row on, like, a piece of paper in front of me or something, just, like, a scratch piece of paper, and I'll write it down, and that helps me to remember, and then when I get to the test, I'm like, oh, I wrote this 15 times, I know what the answer is. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, that's a big thing for me, um, oh, man, I lost it, I had something. How do you think group study sessions go? Are, so I know that you study with friends a lot. Do you think that studying with friends ends up getting you distracted most of the time? Do you think that you end up just on these long tangents that have nothing to do with studying? Or do you think that group study sessions actually do help? I forget what the saying is, but is it like double-edged sword? I think group studying is a double-edged sword. Is that right? <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. That's the right one. Let's go. Okay, so I think it's a double-edged sword. I can study with people... Kind of. If I'm trying to just, like, be around people and maybe just, like, take notes on something and I don't have to pay, like, a ton of attention, I can study with pretty much anyone. I'll probably get off topic, but if it's not, like, I'm cramming for an exam, it's fine. But, like, if I'm hardcore studying for something and, like, I need to be paying attention, there are very few people that I can actually do that with. So, like, it really depends. Like, if you have someone who, like, you work well with, and like you're studying for the same thing or you can help each other study for whatever great but don't work in just like a group setting of your friends that are all in different majors or different classes or whatever you guys aren't going to pay attention if you have to like you can't study on your own go for it but it is probably not the best choice because you will get off topic but again some people really can't study on their own like they can't stay focused and like on task and in that case maybe being around people that can do that may help you more than being by yourself but for me I tend to get more off task if I'm with like a bunch of people and we're all studying for different stuff we're not going to be paying attention but there are a few people that like I can study with and we can like stay on task and get a lot of stuff done so uh use your own judgment when it comes to that yeah, when it comes to studying in groups, that's not something I've ever really been able to do. If I'm, like, with my friends or something, I want to talk. I want to goof off. I want to have some conversations. I want to talk about the most random things you've ever seen. I don't really want to sit there in silence, like, next to each other studying our own stuff. And if we're studying together for something, then it's a little different. Like, I know for a few times I've been hanging out with friends, and we both have the exact same exam coming up for the same class. And so we do kind of, like, talk things over. We help each other out. And that does help. But I do agree, most of the time when I, like, go study with a group, it does end up just, I just end up staring at my computer screen while I have a conversation with an empty Word document in front of me and a paper that never gets written. Yep, yeah, for sure. And there's some things, like, I personally, I'm a math person, so I can do math and have a conversation with someone, no problem. But I cannot write an essay and have a conversation with someone, like, that's not going to work. So... Again, I think that's different for everybody, but just knowing that, like, if you're writing a paper and you want to go hang out with your group of friends, prioritize, please. So, kind of what we've talked about so far has been, if you want to study, one good way to do it is to make sure you break it up. Don't be too hard on yourself. Studying is not the easiest thing. It's boring. You go in and you're working on studying and you study something for two hours straight and you're burnt out. You've read the same paragraph six times. Take a break. 
watch an episode of TV, go grab a coffee, go grab a snack, sit down for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, eat it, just relax, let your brain reset for a second, and then do not jump straight back into what's been upsetting you, jump into something different. You want to go to something that's not going to immediately upset you again. And then when it comes to group study sessions, you don't want to just hang out with your rowdy friends. You don't want to hang out with your best friends. You want to hang out with people who are either studying something similar to you or who you know are going to be mellow enough that they're not going to distract you. They're not going to be jumping around. They're not going to be constantly starting conversations, talking about drama, talking about gossip, talking about what happened on Thirsty Thursday. Whatever you want to do, you want to be hanging out with people who are going to be able to help you focus, who are going to study with you, and who you're not going to get completely distracted by. So, ugh. <laughs> so we've talked about using Quizlets as well. We've talked about using flashcards. We've talked about using whiteboards. Are there any other methods that you use to study other than Quizlets, whiteboards, and then um, just writing in general? Yeah, like I said, writing in general is a big one for me. I'm a super visual learner, so if there's any way I can make it into like a flowchart or like something where like I can map out different mm-hmm. points, that really helps me to be able to see how like different concepts connect or different pieces of different areas really delving into like a topic instead of just seeing like a vocab word and being like okay this is the definition I like to really go in and be like okay what's the definition what does that mean in context of these other things like really don't just go for the surface level stuff if you're really trying to understand it like I know when I was doing my most recent studying for my accounting class like I had the definition and I had all these other like formulas that connected to it I had how it connected to the different pieces of the chapter like really go deeper than like what the surface level of it is that's important no I absolutely agree that's something I feel like a lot a mistake that I feel like a lot of students make is they go in and they go okay well here's the definition of the word now that I have memorized this definition word for word if I see this problem this at all in the test this concept I'm gonna know it and that's not true you didn't study the concept you studied the definition you have to know why are you learning about this when your professor is putting something on a test most of the time the professor has a reason to put it there there's a reason it's in the course outline there's a reason that they're trying to teach you this and there's a concept behind it you don't just need to know this is how this works this is the definition you need to know why do i need to know this how does it apply to the rest of the chapter how does this fit into the big picture because when you're taking that big exam at the end of the year they're not just going to go define this word they're going to say here is this problem and what is it representing in terms of the course or in terms of this chapter or in terms of whatever and you have to be able to put it into perspective for the whole problem yeah not once are you gonna get one of those hey define this because I know a little specific example for myself was taking Dr. Lewis's uh, legal environment and business class like coming from high school it was a lot of know the definition okay what is the definition on your test (laughs) his class is not that (laughs) 100% his class is not that you have to understand the concepts and how it actually applies to like business law which is great and helped me learn so so much and it helped me figure out how to study and I've been able to apply the different study skills I learned from that class to all these more like upper level business classes I'm in now because fun fact they're not going to ask you to define things later on either yeah, um, I I liked Dr. Lewis's class for a very similar reason. He 
did a good job of that, and I was able to use his out, like, we did the outlines for that class, and that really helped me to study for his exams, because like you said, it's not just a definitional thing. Like, when you're reading that book, it's not just saying, here is the exact definition of this, it's saying, here's a problem here's a literal law case. What does this represent? What, uh, what kind of legal issue is present in this case? What is missing in this evidence and stuff like that? And if you don't know the concepts behind it, if you just know the definitions of the words, there's a really big chance you're going to look at the problem and just be confused because there's two or three things that it could be, but you don't know the concepts. You don't know why it actually applies. And so you're missing the ball there. Yeah. So, so far we've kind of just talked about Make sure that you understand that the baseline, just looking at a definition is not going to be enough. For a class, you need to look at it and you need to go, what does this actually mean? What does it mean in terms of the class? What does it mean in terms of real world examples? How is this going to affect my career? Why am I learning this in the first place? Those deeper concepts are going to take you so much further in your studying and they're going to help you memorize what actually matters rather than just memorizing useless information. So one of the things people talk about about college and about education in general is you go, you get all this information and you can't apply it to the real world. And that's only really an issue if you're memorizing definitions. If you're memorizing definitions, definitions aren't going to get you that far in the real world. They just won't. But if you know why those are important, if you know why those concepts exist, if you know why you're learning them, then when you get into the real world, you can apply them so much better. And that is one of the reasons I liked our management class, because he didn't just teach us definitions. He made us read the chapter and we did the quizzes, but we did so many papers. We did a simulation. We did so much stuff that was actually applied and it showed you why what we were learning was actually important. Yeah, it really did. I know we had a manager interview where you had pretty almost every concept that we learned throughout the textbook and you at this point just knowing what they were wasn't good enough because you had to ask the manager that you interviewed about those different concepts and I mean I was annoyed when I had to do it because it was a lot of um a lot of essay but it really was so useful to getting to actually understand those concepts and the depth behind them yeah so closing comments anything else you have to say about studying I mean obviously what we've talked about so far is just whatever your learning style is, go do that. If it's writing things down, write things down. If you need to draw a picture, you need to draw a flowchart, draw it. If you need to say it out loud, say it out loud. Say it over and over again. Talk about it. If you're one of the people that likes to teach, maybe a group setting will work for you because then you can have your group of friends around you and you can talk and it'll help you understand because you're saying it and it'll help them understand because maybe they're auditory learners. And then make sure that you're just learning in an environment that you can learn in. So if your friends are distracting you, do not study with them. It is okay to say no. Your friends won't hate you if you tell them you, you need time to study. They might, they might say something or tease you about it, but that's what friends do. Just make sure that you realize that your grades are a priority. Your college experience is a priority, and that's what you should be focused on. And so if you need to study alone, study alone. If you need to study in a group, study in a group. Find what works for you, whether it's Quizlets, writing on a whiteboard, saying it out loud. Find what works to, for you and do it that way. And make sure that you're not just doing the bare minimum. You don't just want definitions here. We are looking for concepts. You want to know why you're learning it and what you can take from this course for the rest of your life to go to your career and for your own future. That was a really Thank good you guys. Summary. This has been College Students Talking, and we'll catch you on the next podcast.